Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. Hello and welcome everyone. It's great to join you again on Keeping Up With The Current through the airwaves of 92.1 FM, streaming live on 2MFM.org and through our 2MFM radio app on iOS and Android. I hope you're all having a fantastic day, particularly in the company of your favourite radio station, 2MFM. Today on the show, we'll be putting the spotlight on men's health issues. It's obvious that everyone and anyone can struggle with health-related issues, but it's hard to ignore that in Australia, men's health is generally a lot poorer than women's across a number of areas. And this certainly appears to be the case when looking at aspects of mental health. This is why for Men's Health Week, I'll be shining a light specifically on men's mental health and that it ain't week to speak. What better way to understand the struggles of men's health than to hear it from a man himself? We'll hear the perspective of a 34-year-old male who shares his own experiences and what advice he would give to other men who may be struggling. So June 14 to 20 marks International Men's Health Week and the overarching aim of this really important initiative is to raise awareness for the health issues facing men, specifically raising awareness of preventable health problems and encouraging early detection and treatment of disease among men and boys. It has been reported that five men die every hour from a disease that could have been prevented through early detection. So according to health experts, men are generally more likely to suffer from a range of serious health conditions, things like strokes, type 2 diabetes and heart disease. They're more likely to engage in risky behaviours. So things like accidents, cancer and heart disease all account for the majority of male deaths. So each and every year, millions of men around the world die as a result of diseases that are, for the most part, entirely preventable. Of course, as we know, women also die from these diseases, but men are much less likely to visit the doctor on a regular basis and generally pay much less attention to their health. Let's talk cancer, for example. A survey by Macmillan Cancer Support found that almost half of men would feel discouraged from talking about changes to their health, such as a lump, a suspicious mole or pain, in case they were perceived 
as making a fuss. Also, the survey found that over 38% have been kept awake at night because of health worries and 11% of men who have noticed changes to their health have put off seeing a doctor because they're frightened their symptoms might be a sign of serious health condition. So here we understand, I guess, how incredibly important early diagnosis and intervention of men's health issues are. And this is why we're getting men this week to really rethink how they think and how they respond to any health changes and really, I guess, question how much they're doing and whether they're doing enough to prevent the onset of a health disease. Look, we all can agree that in today's fast-paced society, looking after ourselves and particularly our health often becomes a low priority. It can be very difficult to find the time to exercise on a regular basis, eat well, and most importantly, book an annual checkup with our GP. How long has it been that you haven't been to a doctor? And we know this is exacerbated by the stigma that prevents conversations about men's health issues and a laid-back, I'll-be-right attitude often adopted by Australian men. So ignoring health warnings can have detrimental effects, and we should encourage men of all ages to muscle up and bravely take ownership of their health. Now, the latest statistics reveal the situation of men's health in Australia, and I'll let you be the judge. According to the latest statistics, 76 of all suicides are men. That's seven every day in Australia, one every minute globally. And approximately 50% of all men in Australia will experience mental ill health at some stage in their lives. 40% of men who seek help said they made up their own mind to do so. In the majority of cases, it is other people who have encouraged men to, sp- to reach out for support. This is why Men's Health Week is such an important initiative for everyone to engage in. And finally, one in five Aussies, about 22%, haven't seen a close mate in six months or more. So these statistics should really, I guess, encourage us all to reach out to our male friends and family more often. Now, it's not all bad news, I have to admit. There is some positive news in all this. There has been somewhat of a 10% increase in men seeking help in the last decade. So men do appear more willing to talk in recent times, but ensuring men find the right fit for when they open up is really important and that's why International Men's Health Week is a fantastic opportunity to open dialogue and raise awareness around the topic of men's health.
Now, I can sit here all day and talk at great length about men's health from my perspective as a female, but I thought it's important you hear it from a man's perspective. So we're going to hear from a 34-year-old male about his perspective on all things men's health and some of the struggles he has had to face in terms of his mental and physical well-being. He also has his own advice to share. I'm Abdullah, I'm a 34 year old male and I'm glad that I can talk to you about men's health and how it affects me. Men's Health Week is important because it sheds a light on the topic of health and if we were to take something from that week, if we were to hear or to listen to or to see on the radio or on the TV or on a newspaper or on a magazine, one thing that we can take away and um, learn from it and if that was going to help us for our future then that would be a good thing. It is extremely difficult to stay on top of my health because of the pressure and the increased workload that I face in day-to-day life uh, due to the stresses of everyday life and the increased pressure that I face as the sole income earner in my family uh, and the imbalance of the work-life balance that I am faced with in the modern society that we live in today. So health is not, or my health is not on the forefront of my agenda and it will take a hit because there are priorities which I deem to be more important that I deal with before I attend to issues of my health. For example, I have uh, signed up to many gym memberships but I only end up uh, using that membership for one or two weeks or a month and then uh, that membership goes by weeks and weeks and weeks and I don't get to use it. Not because I wouldn't love to go to the gym and use it, it's because of the excessive hours worked and because of other life commitments that come in the way and then the health matters take a hit so there isn't a day that wouldn't go by where I look at myself and I am to some degree unhappy with how I am or how I look and I do wish to do something about it and most men these days would be of that category where they would prefer or would like to look after themselves maybe lose weight maybe define themselves maybe go to the gym etc and try to do the best they can So for me, the most important thing that I constantly think about is uh, me being overweight and the health issues that come with being overweight and living in one of the most obese nations in the world. uh, It is a trending topic and it is something that uh, more men uh, do discuss more frequently and the desire to do something about it. There are some things that as a man, I will discuss with another person or another friend or colleague or of the like. These are certain things that we might find in common or issues that we might be facing together. However, things that are of a deeper nature, for example, uh, things that relate to mental health or things that relate to other personal or intrapersonal issues, men do find that harder to discuss with or relate with other people. So there is a stigma when it comes to talking about 
men's health, when it comes to talking about mental health, when it comes to talking about stress and the effects of stress, the effects of depression on a man, we do tend to hide those feelings and we do harbour those feelings in fear of being judged, in fear of being questioned and probed about it and it might take us to a place that we are uncomfortable with, not familiar with. It will take us into a territory that we don't feel like we want to uh, converse with or let out our feelings uh, in that way. Especially because of the notion or this idea that a man is uh, some powerful figure and a man is supposed to be the leader of his family and that he cannot there is some sense of or some false sense that a man cannot feel this way or cannot behave in this way or cannot have mental health issues or cannot be depressed so these might be the reasons why we don't want to talk about it because sometimes we might be in denial we might not want to accept that we have uh, these issues occurring whether it's depression whether it's anxiety whether it could be uh, any form of mental uh, condition which will internally affect a person's family and externally affect you know his day-to-day -day living and it will affect um, his interaction with the whole world the biggest uh, giveaway to a person going through a crisis is his depression or his uh, growing of age or coming of age and not being able to accept it or come to terms with uh, the person aging so embracing oneself is important accepting what is to come is very important understanding your body is very important physical health is just as important as mental health because they are both connected they're both related to each other when a person is in a good space and is in a good frame of mind he'll be able to focus on himself he'll be able to do what's better he will be able to uh, find the time in his life and in his day-to-day -day life to do what is better for him. Being productive in one's life, being involved in life, giving something to society and being a functional member of society, uh, whether it is being employed, whether it is studying, whether it's being involved in something productive is extremely important for a person's health and uh, when one is in a healthy and stable employment when one is in a healthy workplace that will definitely allow that person to contribute to nourish to thrive so seeking help from my perspective doesn't always have to mean that i'm going to go to the doctor and sit down with the doctor and talk to a doctor or a or a health professional it can start with a friend it can start with your wife it can start with your mother it can start with someone whom you trust whom you can connect with whom you can feel that they will accept what you are saying and you believe that they will help you in whatever issue that you might have to discuss with them because asking for help or seeking help or seeking advice or even just having a chat with someone about something and getting it off your chest uh, figuratively speaking getting it off your chest is, is is just another way to vent and to speak to someone else because sometimes we might be needing that person to talk to them about issues that we're having and there is also the obvious there are many support services uh, we live in a modern first world country that 
provides and offers us many support services so reaching out for help is very very easy and will not fall on deaf ears and will help a person so even just taking one thing away from men's health week and learning one thing and taking that on board is again is a plus and men's health week can be deemed a success if every person takes just one thing or hears about one thing that will help them in their physical or mental health that to me feels like it's a success So while there are significant health risks that should be addressed, I guess the biggest risk is that many men uh, still refuse to take their health seriously. For Abdullah, he admitted that his health is not really at the forefront. He has more important priorities as the sole income earner, uh, providing income for his family. He works lengthy hours. So although he would love to work out at the gym, build strength and change the way he looks, he admitted to applying for several gym memberships, which always seem to go to waste. He can never really find the time for it. And I think the lack of time is a huge factor for a lot of men. We live in a very fast-paced society as well. So eating well is uh, also very difficult to achieve. Also, another important focus of Men's Health Week, as Abdullah mentioned, is the struggles of mental health and the stigma associated with it. It's really about encouraging those who are struggling with their mental health to speak up and to get the support that they need. So really what we can gain from Men's Health Week is that men's health isn't just a physical thing. It's also very much associated with mental health, which unfortunately isn't as easily recognized in men. Sometimes it can be pretty hard 
for men to open up and talk about their mental health struggles, especially with societal expectations about how men should behave and what it means to be a man. Now, some men feel that they have to continue to show what have traditionally uh, been perceived as masculine traits. But as was reiterated by Abdullah earlier, that seeking help is not a sign of weakness. Speaking up about your feelings doesn't reduce your masculinity. We all have, I guess, a duty to challenge the man-up culture, normalizing mental health difficulties and encourage men to seek help with any issues that they may have, however big or small. Now, these statistics speak for themselves. An overwhelming number of men, a staggering seven out of nine suicides committed daily in Australia are by men. What does that tell you? Part of the problem is that only a small fraction of men suffering from mental health problems will go on to seek professional help. So I guess the message is that it's not shameful to admit to vulnerability. You will not be less of a man if you admit that something is wrong and that you need help. ملازم حقيقة ما أنت فيه بتقوى الإله وإلا ستخسر According to Dr. Neil Paul, there are huge issues that men are facing health-wise and the most significant and most alarming of which is, as we said, the current suicide rate amongst men. It is mentioned that nine Australians commit suicide every day. That is more then double the national road toll. We know according to Lifeline, again, seven out of nine people that commit suicide in Australia are men. So quite frankly, of the nine suicides per day in Australia, seven of those are men, a very significant proportion, quite noticeably. And so depression is one of the leading factors. In Australia, we know that in their lifetime, one in eight men will experience depression and one in five will experience anxiety. So what helps to reduce the impact of depression and anxiety is changing the way we think and act when it comes to mental health. And in that, we all have a role to play. There are steps that we all can take to support the mental health of our mates, our partners, our brothers, our sons or dads. And it could start with a simple conversation. Conversation is a powerful tool. And that is why this year Men's Health Week is focusing on encouraging connections with the aim of making change. Because as we said, suicide remains the leading cause of death for Australians between the ages of 15 and 44. Now, Dr. Neil Hall from Western Sydney University's Centre for Male Health says it is particularly important during the coronavirus pandemic for men and boys to connect with family, community and culture. He believes connecting with family is a prime protective factor for good mental health and well-being. And he's right. A simple conversation between friends, family, partners can be the start of something positive. Dr. Hall, who has been a social work academic for more than 20 years, said that he's seeing a generational shift of younger men coming forward to seek help. Now, obviously, although we've come a long way, more has to be done. 
And through Men's Health Week, we can help get men talking about their emotions, seeking help, uh, of course, before it's too late. Dr. Hall said a recent survey of teenage boys in Sydney found half are not uncomfortable talking about their feelings and one in five reported mental health issues, a figure in line with the broader population. So we know that men do express themselves, they do, but perhaps a bit differently to women. Women are, are known to be more familiar with the idea of communicating their emotions. And I heard somewhere that men these days, they don't communicate face to face, they communicate shoulder to shoulder. And I guess there are some men that are reluctant or maybe embarrassed about bringing their issues to the doctor even. But one of the things that we are starting to see is the reduction in the stigma associated with mental health problems. According to Dr. Hall, there's been a boom in the number of community support groups for men within the last five years. That has uh, contributed to the decline in the stigma associated with mental health issues. So this Men's Health Week, men are encouraged to go out with a group of mates, something you probably do anyway, but connect with them. Have a good time. Doing this is positively linked to mental well-being and quality of life. I'll be back to talk about heart disease, which is responsible for most of the deaths, not just in Australia, but around the world. I'll come back for that. ولو زاد الوجع بأضعف وعم يخطر لك استسلام نفضها الغبرة عنك انسى الغبرة هيدي أوهام وقف بوش الأعصاب بلش امشي للأمام فكر بالوجع الأكبر لي هو وجع الاستسلام
بظروف ومشاكلها تحتوي خليك مركز عحلتها وما تلويها لوي فكفكها حبي حبي وإلا بتنكا وكاوي عارف إنك حساس وقلبك طيب منه حجار بس بدا شوية تفكير وتنظيم وجود وسهر فكر بعقلك شو اللي أحسن كيف يروح الخطر نفذ بالحرف الواحد اسمع مني With you is Nadia. Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Current on TuMFM Muslim Community Radio. So there is a lot that we can certainly do this International Men's Health Week that can make a life-changing impact. As a man, you should open conversation about men's health with your mates. This actually helps to break the stigma and bring men's health to the forefront. Remember, it's not weak to speak. There is always someone out there that will listen to you. That includes your GP. Uh, Your GP is trained to listen, by the way. Book an appointment with them. Even if you don't have any symptoms, book for a general checkup. This will make a world of difference. Too many men, I guess, lose sight of the power of prevention, unfortunately. Prevention is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. It is much better than cure. It is the best medicine for you. In terms of heart disease, for example, there is a lot that you can do to prevent the onset of heart disease, which is still the world's biggest killer. We know as men get older, heart health becomes a major priority. The fact stands that if you're a man, it pays to start thinking about your heart health sooner than later. Quitting smoking, exercising daily and not drinking alcohol are some important things that you can do to reduce your risk of heart issues later down the line. But making smart food choices is also key. So join me very shortly to talk about some of the best foods that you can add to your diet that can help with your heart health. Keep up with the new, keep up with the important, keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. So in terms of heart disease, uh, there is a lot that we can do and it starts with the food that we eat. So in addressing heart health today, I thought I'd share some really fantastic heart healthy foods that you should be adding to your plate. This applies to every one of you tuned in at the moment. So regardless of your age or gender, it's really important to protect your heart health. Doing so will lower risk of various diseases, things like heart disease and stroke. And eating smart for your heart is one way you can improve your health starting today. 
We'll start with berries. Common varieties like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries and raspberries, all the berries you can think of, they can protect the body against the oxidative stress that can contribute to health problems like heart disease. Number two, fatty fish. And this is because fatty fish is packed with omega-3, which is a type of unsaturated fatty acid that's long been studied for its anti-inflammatory effects. In fact, a 2009 study found that eating salmon three times a week over the course of two months could significantly decrease blood pressure in some adults. And number three, seeds and nuts. A 2014 study found that eating walnuts in particular can reduce bad LDL cholesterol in the body, which can play a key role in the buildup of deposits in your arteries. Number four, olive oil. The diet incorporates many of the eating habits of countries that border the Mediterranean Sea, with an emphasis on plant-based foods and fish rather than meat and dairy. And finally, number five on the list, leafy greens. Notably, they're a great source of vitamin K, which is vital for proper blood clotting in the body and could help protect against osteoporosis and inflammatory disease. So by adding those really amazing foods to your diet, you can improve your heart health while also taking in good nutrition overall. You'll reap the short-term benefits of bodily fuel from these nutrient-rich foods as well as the long-term benefits with regards to health as you age. So make your heart a priority. It is your most important tool and Men's Health Week is a great time to think about and act on the things that you should be doing to get on the road to better heart health. And you should also take other steps like getting a heart health check. If you're 45 years and older, 30 years and over for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, making an appointment to see your doctor for a Medicare-funded 20-minute heart health check. During a heart health check, your doctor will assess and address your risk of developing heart disease by checking your heart disease risk factors, including blood pressure, cholesterol and blood sugar, discussing your health history and lifestyle across your diet, physical activity levels, your weight and family history of heart disease, determining if you are at low, moderate or high risk of having a heart attack or stroke in the next five years, and taking action to improve your heart health, which could include prescribing medication, providing support to improve your lifestyle or referring you to see another health professional. So call your GP today to make an appointment for a heart health check. It will be one of the most important phone calls you'll make today. And of course, find the time to get moving. According to an ABS study in 2015, four out of five Australian adults don't do enough physical activity to stay healthy. There are always reasons why we don't exercise, walk, run, ride a bike, play sport. There's not enough time. We're too busy. We have other priorities. But why can't men make their heart health a top priority? Today, our lives are more sedentary. We sit in the car or on public transport. Many of us sit at a desk at work. We come home and sit down for dinner or to watch TV. 
So not being active enough is responsible for 11% of the burden of cardiovascular disease, according to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare. You should be moving more for better heart health, but you don't have to instantly go from couch to five kilometres. Here are some tips to get going. Join a Heart Foundation walking group and look for ways you can take more steps every day. Walking is a, is a great thing for your heart health and can help to prevent heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Break up your exercise into easy, manageable blocks of time. It's less daunting to exercise for 10 minutes three times each day than it is to do one 30-minute stretch. And start small. You won't run a marathon on the first day of getting active. Begin with realistic goals. Achieve them and then go on to bigger and better targets from there. And finally, get the whole family involved or get your mates on board. Play footy or basketball. Go for a bike ride or a run or get a gym buddy. So those are a few tips on how to better look after your heart health. Now, another common health issue is associated with snoring. It's one that is often ignored. A lot of men have this assumption that snoring is a normal part of being a man. Well, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but if you snore, don't ignore. That's right, snoring is one of the symptoms of obstructive sleep apnea, which is a condition where repeated episodes of partial or complete obstruction of the throat causes breathing to reduce or stop during sleep. Now, this condition is more common in men than women and becomes more common as they age. It can have significant health implications, including a disruption to sleep. And we know obstructive sleep apnea can also have a significant effect on other health conditions, including increased blood pressure, increased blood sugar and worsening diabetes control, increased rate of depression and mood disorder, and seven times higher likelihood of a motor vehicle accident. It also contributes to increased rate of heart disease and stroke and increased long-term risk of dementia. So that's certainly another health issue to be conscious of and really take heed of. And there are so many aspects to men's health that can be addressed, both physical and psychological. I guess the take-home message really is for men to be more vocal about their health problems. If you've got a problem, go and seek help for it. If you've got a certain condition or symptoms, no matter how big or small you think it is, go and seek help. Now, it has been reported that men typically feel less comfortable admitting to an illness because they're fundamentally worried it could be seen as a sign of weakness. Now, sickness, not as in the sort of sickness where you take to your bed and request 24-hour care from a partner, but making an appointment with a GP is the sort of sickness that we're referring to. Too often it's said that I wish I got help sooner because the suffering, whether emotional or physical, wouldn't have been so long and the stakes perhaps not so high. Now, the positive news is that effective treatments are available and they can help men get their lives back on track. Of course, as we said, the first step is seeking support. 
all of us can start by actively encouraging the men, the boys in our lives to seek support for their mental and physical health and reassure them that reaching out is a sign of strength, not weakness. So you as a male are subject to the cultural stereotype that so many boys and men grow up with, the assumption that they are strong, that they can take it, that they will tough it out. And that is why they don't reach out for help and will often try and work through some of those struggles by themselves. So the advice today, the overwhelming, overarching theme of today's episode is to seek help when you need it. When you feel that you need the help, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay not to be okay. So Men's Health Week is your opportunity to make a difference, a positive difference that is in the lives of men and boys. Remember, all it takes is small steps. Small steps can enhance your well-being. It can prevent mental health issues emerging in the first place. Things like staying active, making time to socialize and giving back to the community through volunteering can really help. And as Abdullah said before, making a contribution to society, being a functional member of society is a great way of enhancing a person's state of mind. And don't forget, as a man, you should be looking out for others as well. So those are the very important messages in light of what new research is telling us about men's mental health in Australia. So let's think about how we can better support the mental health of men and boys everywhere. Every good conversation around physical and mental health is a step in the right direction. So start that conversation with your mate, with anyone that you trust. It can make a world of difference. But if at any time you are worried about your psychological well-being or the well-being of someone you know, there is always help available through your GP, a mental health specialist, someone like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counsellor or a social worker. You've got, uh, you know, several well-being support lines. You've got uh, Lifeline, Griefline, Beyond Blue and the Australia Centre for Post-Traumatic Mental Health. So there are a range of support services out there for you. Make use of them. But as we said today, it all starts with opening that conversation with someone that you know, someone that you trust. It could be your mother, your father, your spouse, anyone that you are comfortable talking with. Start that conversation today. It can make a world of difference to your health. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of Keeping Up With The Current. I hope today's episode has taught you a thing or two about men's mental health and men's physical health, for that matter, 
It is Men's Health Week and make a difference by spreading awareness to your friends, family and loved ones. Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current.